again. I wanted to start this podcast with you. God needed the devil. The Beatles needed the Rolling Stones. And Diane Sawyer even needed Katie Couric. Will you be Mike Couric? Man, I feel like I'm in the Highlander right now. What is the Highlander? It's a movie. Any good? It's very good. Oh, okay. Won some awards. Oh, really? Like what? Like best movie ever. <laughs> Welcome to the Quotable Podcast. Another episode in, and we are up and ready to go. Yeah, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> Shake and bake, I, motherfuckers. <laughs> I said, I was high when I said that. God. <laughs> what the hell was, are you talking about? I just about? love the biggest concept. It's like the biggest contradiction ever. That was like the theme for the entire movie. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? I based my whole life on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like make you feel like the biggest piece of shit ever. I know. But you could be second. You could be third. You could be fourth. Hell, hell you, you could, could be even fifth. be fifth. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. I know. <laughs> Gary Cole, like, he played it beautifully, though. He really did. Totally different, uh, complete contrast from his role in Office Space. Oh, yeah. Well, I've, complete contrast from his role in anything. <laughs> anything else he's ever done. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was an asshole in Office Space, but not to this level. No, no, definitely not to this level. It was very, very... God, like, I want to just punch this guy right in the face. He took Deadbeat Dad to a whole new level. Oh, God, did he ever. Yeah, I mean, he goes to career day, and he's like, oh, man. Hi, how, how, Reese like, Bobby. Yeah, but he, when he's like, uh, well, what's it been, like four or five months? He's like, ten years, Dad. Ten years, jeez. I really <laughs> need to lay off the peyote. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The teacher's like, uh, sir, you can't smoke in here. It's okay, darling. I'm a volunteer firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> Means nothing. Literally. <laughs> but he just like bashes the teacher like right away. He's like, man, you really want to listen to winners. He's like, you know, people who come in first all the time. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to listen to losers like this teacher. Over yeah, here. you're know-it-all teacher. And she's like, okay, I think we're done. And then he was just like, yeah, no, if you're like in the race, if uh, he's like the first one gets paid. <laughs> And first, first one, one gets, gets laid. laid. <laughs> you guys then know all, what I'm talking about. Yeah, and all the kids are, woo! Yeah. But it's like a class of fifth graders. I know. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they're cheering on like they know exactly what he's talking about. I know. <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, so you got Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton Jr. That they've, they've I mean, they grow up as since, best friends. Yeah, they've been friends since uh, grade school and everything. Hey, Ricky. Ricky, you remember the time we got... Kicked out of biology for playing with matchbox cars? Yeah. <laughs> Who's retarded now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ricky. <laughs> I love you. What? What? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> I feel like we're wasting a lot of time right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. I'm just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because, like, their relationship just up to the up to the point where Ricky becomes the driver, like the main driver for Dennett. Right. Um, it's so funny and it's so catching. 
because they love each other so much. Like they got such a strong bond to one another and you know, what ends up happening eventually just because of the fact that uh Dennett wants to disown Ricky. Right. You know, and they basically turn Cal against him, make him mess around with his wife. You know, yeah. Carl Carly Carly? Carla? I think they call her Carly. I think it's Carly, but it's spelled like weird or something. something it's weird. almost like Charlie. Ah. Uh, he was like, "Man, I didn't want to sleep with your wife, but she just came up and like she grabbed me by the crotch." Yeah, it was like it's like a tractor beam of hotness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll do that. <laughs> but it is it's interesting how he actually gets into NASCAR. Like he's part of the pit crew. Him and Cal are both part of the pit crew. Yeah, and the driver, you know, makes a pit stop. Literally, Literally. <laughs> like gets out of the car and he's like, I got to take a leak, guys. Like, I'm sorry. And then they're like, oh, I see him. He's over there eating a chicken sandwich. Guys, have you tried this? It's really <laughs> I, good. <laughs> it's I really like, good. I like David Kochner's character. And he was just like, oh, yeah, no. He's like, they make their sauce in-house. It's amazing. You got to try it. <laughs> really sets off a flavor for the whole meal. <laughs> yeah, but then you got a, a wow, what's his name? Larice? Lucius. Lucius. That's it. He's like, does anybody want to hear, anybody here want to go fast? And then Cal looks at Ricky and Ricky's like, "Mm." and then he finally is like, yeah. It's like, I want to go fast. Yeah. He's like, get this man a suit. (laughs) But it's like, this was the defining moment where Ricky becomes pretty amazing race car driver. Yeah. I mean, they were in last place. He finished the race in third. That's the big story of the day. And when the guy's interviewing him, he just keeps raising his hands. And this is like probably one of the scenes that people remember most from Talladega Nights. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, like just a lot keep, of, him, keep him down by your side. It's a, honestly, it's, I do like when he was just like, man, where'd you learn how to drive like that? And he's like, in a car. It's like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, in, in a car. It was in a car. Can you, can right. you speak up a little bit? It's, well, it was a car. And ran real good today. And, <laughs> the car handled yeah, real good. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but I, and then you know, Mister Dennett's like, oh well, you know, that's a race car driver. Like that's what we want. He's like, bring him over here. We'll get him on the team. And then Dennett's you can't son, interview for shit. <laughs> yeah. And Dennett's son's like, look, I mean, can't even interview. And he was like, son, interviewing has nothing to do with winning races, right? But <laughs> I think that is probably one of the most quoted lines from this movie is just because like a lot of people they'll do something and they'll just be like oh, I don't know what to do with I don't my know what hands. to do with my hands <laughs> <laughs> but I like when it does that second cut scene it's like the close up of Ricky and yeah then, and then you see the interviewer's hand come down just to like push his hands down <laughs> <laughs> so great it's so great but I mean he adapts to to being a winner yeah. Re- really quickly, he gets good at the interview process, and yeah. uh, he meets Carly shortly after that. Yes, it's basically just. She, I love she, she's I, a she's a gold digger. Yeah, well, I love how she her character is introduced because she's on someone's shoulders, and she's like, "Hey, driver, drive these." <laughs> <laughs> but I love his his response. He's like, "Oh, please, God, be 18. <laughs> <laughs> but it jumps ahead. Like what? Ten years, just about. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that about a decade. Because I think his oldest Kids. son is ten. Yeah. Uh, 
once it you know jumps ahead he's got he's got a mansion he's made i think he says like 21 million at that point just that year um so yeah he's he's pretty successful you know he's married he's got the two kids and oh my god the dinner scene yes fucking phenomenal i just i love his grace i mean just everything is like dear baby jesus thank you for everything that you've put in our path it's like Thank you for everything that you've done for us. It's like little baby Jesus. Ricky. With your baby little arms. Ricky. Yes. Eventually he grew up. I know. I know. But I like the baby Jesus. That's my favorite version. All right. It's like when you do grace. I I just want you to do the grace and I want you to do the grace good. Okay? Okay. But then he was like, and when you do grace, (laughs) you can... You, you can, can do, do the grown-up version. You can do the grown-up version. <laughs> Hell, you could do teenage Jesus. <laughs> Dear, eight pound, six, six ounce, ounce, baby Jesus, baby, infant baby Jesus, in your golden fleece diapers. <laughs> it's like had, he was a man. He, he had, had a beard. <laughs> which that's my favorite line. Of the whole movie, I think. He had a beard. I mean, I say that one all the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But the kids are assholes. They are. Uh, but it's funny as hell. It's like, I'm a roundhouse your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get on, jump on you like a spider monkey. What is wrong with you? I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Chet. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that they call their grandfather Chet. Yeah. And he was like, you're raising my grandsons all wrong. He's like, I'm their elder. Are you going to let them talk to me like that? And he's like, hell yeah, I'm going to let them talk to you like that because they're winners. I love the way they're talking to you yeah. right now. And then I liked the mom. He was like, the hell, the only thing you've done with your life is making a hot daughter. That was, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I like when uh, Ricky is doing grace and you got Cal just sitting there going, mm. yeah. <laughs> And I'd like to thank you for my smoking hot wife. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he says something about Chet and he was like, I'd like to thank you for her father. It was like, and his, uh, he was like, if you could, Send down the magic to fix his leg because it, it stinks smells something so awful. He's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but then Carly gets in uh, involved with with Chet because she was like, "We ain't raising wussies. If we wanted them to be wussies, we would have named them Doctor Quinn and, and, and Medicine, Medicine Woman." Woman. <laughs> yeah, because their names are Walker and Texas, Texas Ranger, Ranger or yep. Tr for short. Yep, <laughs> that's a given. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids do. They do perfect. They really did though. a good job. When uh, when Carly just tells Ricky, like, basically, oh, well, we're getting divorced, and I'm going to marry Yay! Cal Naughton Jr. <laughs> Two Christmases. Yeah. <laughs> but they go to their grandma's, and when she comes in, it's just like all the shit that she puts, that these kids put her through, and then finally she's just like, oh, no, uh-uh. It's like I'm enforcing granny law, and they're like, uh-uh, they're like, we're going to – I can't remember exactly what the kid said, but it was basically like, uh-uh, we rule the house. He's like, you don't know how it works here. We're the ones that make the rules, not you. But I like Ricky. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, totally, he's totally on board. <laughs> yep. He's like, and then she I just, raised these heathens. <laughs> yeah, and then she just smacks both kids, and the one's like, oh, you're, you're going to break, break us, us like, like wild, wild horses, horses, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because at one point – 
when it gets to the point uh like the divorce and they have nowhere else to go so they have to move in with Rick, with the uh, Ricky's mom right they get the fucking garden hose and spray it into Frank's yeah house. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh I like when Reese comes back into Ricky's life and he's delivering pizzas cuz he's afraid cuz of the accident so he can't drive fast anymore but he's delivering the pizzas but when Reese comes over and that night and the guy frank the next door neighbor is saying he was like shut up he's like my wife's in an oxygen tent and she's trying to sleep and he's like oh shut up or i'll come over there and rip a hole in that tent <laughs> but then even jane lynch's character is like yeah shut up frank <laughs> but it is uh funny because uh you got uh, Ricky delivering pizza and everything. I, I can't remember the name of the pizza place. It's like starts with an H. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't remember either. Um, but uh, he goes to the motel where where Reese is staying. Yeah, and he says, uh, "Hogovin's Pizza, whatever. We right. are pizza." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What? You are pizza? Yeah, I'm supposed to say it." <laughs> He's like, "Come in here. I got a lot of weed in here." <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> but he's got, he's like, you got uh, three pizzas over there that haven't even, even been eaten. He was like, yeah, I've been calling all day trying to get you. Why would you want to get me? Because I'm your daddy, Ricky. <laughs> he punches him square in the face. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, but Reese is trying to help him out, you know, regain his confidence and, you know, conquer his fear. Which I honestly don't understand why. Because he's not benefiting from it. No, not at all. I think he just wants his kid to be the best. Like, I mean, his kid's not going to do it. Like, Ricky's not going to do anything for him. He's not going to buy him a house. He's not getting any kind of monetary compensation yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, nothing at all. So I think it's just more like he doesn't want the, the Bobby name to be soiled in any way. Yeah, he wants to be proud of his son. He just doesn't want anything to do with his son. Right. Which is really fucked up man <laughs> it is and i mean you find that out at the beginning when ricky's like after he's become famous and everything he comes up to the ticket box and he was like hey mike you got those uh two tickets for me for my special friend and he was like yep got them right here bobby and then when he walks away and he was like man that is sad like every race he leaves two tickets at will call for his dad and his dad just never shows like what a shame and then the lady next to him is like yeah what a shame or whatever yeah and it's funny, he's like, huh, strange how the human heart works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something weird. <laughs> so, and then, uh, but, you know, they kind of, I don't want to say reconcile, but, you know, Reese is trying to help him. And by far the best, the best scene of him trying to help him is when he's having him drive blindfolded. Because you just see Will Ferrell, and he's like, I just don't know why I got to do a blindfold. And he's like, you have to become one with the car. The car becomes one with the road. And he's he like, was what like, do you, what do you, like, what do you feel? And he's like, I, f- I feel a, feel the wood on the steering wheel. It's like, it feels warm. Yeah, that's, you You are becoming one with the car. It's like, yeah. He's like, I, I really feel like this car could just drive itself. It, it probably can. He's like, <laughs> all right, let's do this. <laughs> And ends up driving in a fucking Frank's house. I mean, (laughs) now that was good. He was like, we better get out of here before Frank's going to be pissed. (laughs) Which is weird because like where the car was parked, 
Like I, I, I feel like Ricky's mom lived right next door to Frank. She so did. Like, so why was the car parked down the street? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he was going to drive it down the street without looking. I don't know. So maybe, but I mean, <laughs> first of all, he had to learn to drive with the fear. Yes, which was with the cougar Karen. in the car. <laughs> he names it Karen. Yeah. <laughs> get out, Karen. Karen, get out. He had to get the driving test again because he probably got his license revoked after because uh, the scene where you you find out that he's uh, delivering pizza. He's in a pickup truck. And, and he, he uh, accidentally a... goes in reverse and backs into the lady's shopping cart. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cop gives him a ticket, and then he runs over the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just cuts to him driving a fucking bicycle. Yep. <laughs> That's a nice-looking huffy, son. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, the main reason why Reese is really trying to help him is because you got uh, Gerard, the who comes from France. He's a yes. Formula One racer, and he wants to show that he can be the best in America, too. Yes. Not just in France. But uh, I love his introduction when he meets them all at the bar. And yeah. then <laughs> they're all just hanging out, having a beer. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you hear jazz music playing over the jukebox. Yes. <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> just like, hates it. Yeah. Like, what is what this? Is, what is it? <laughs> it's like, turn it off. Turn it off! You got David Koechner. He's like, I can't get this music out of my head. (laughs) So someone unplugs it, and he's like, why did you turn off the jazz music? But it's funny because he's looking at Ricky the whole time. Yeah. He doesn't look at the guy that unplugged it. No. Why did you turn off the jazz music? (laughs) He was like, because we don't play that kind of stuff in here. Why is it in the jukebox then? I like the bartender chimes in then, and he was like, we have it on there for profiling purposes. We also have the Pet Shop Boys and Seal. <laughs> so fucking random. But it's, uh, God, this is such a great scene because the dialogue that goes, you know, between right. Gerard and uh, Ricky... Like they're trying to prove that America's great. Yeah, he's like, I am going to defeat you, is whatever. And he's like, No, we're America. We're number one. What has America ever contributed to the world besides, uh, the fuck does he say, the uh, thigh master? <laughs> he yeah, says, he says he, a couple different things. Uh, existentialism. That are, no, that's that's what France contributed. What did, he no, said, they France was democracy. He said. De- France, he France contributed democracy, existentialism, and the menage a trois. Oh, like, oh, those are three pretty good things. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't remember what he said. America contributed. I can't remember either now. But oh. I do like that he said. Uh, he was like Chinese food. China. <laughs> it came from China. Yeah, <laughs> pizza. <The> pizza. <laughs> Italy. <laughs> the chimichanga. <Yeah>. Mexico. <laughs> Oh man! But then he ends up, uh, like Ricky goes to attack him. <laughs> yeah, and then the uh, Gerard gets his like arm behind his back and has him down, down on, on the, the pool, pool table. table. And then he's sitting there telling, he's like, "I will let you go if you say that you love crepes." I'll never say it. <laughs> but <laughs> then, but Cal, then it's funny because Cal's like, "I actually had a whole mess of crepes this morning. And they were delicious." <laughs> he's like, "Wait, is that those little mini pancakes?" And he was like, "Yeah." yeah and he's like, "Oh man, I love those." <laughs> 
Ooh. He was like, okay, well, I will let you go if you just say, I, I love really thin pan- pancakes. Yeah, he was like, that's a good compromise. Yes. <laughs> this is fair compromise. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, just go ahead and break my arm. I don't want to break your arm. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I do it, like it because finally he breaks his arm and he's like, oh, my God, he really did. It. He actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the whole reason why uh, why Ricky has to learn to drive fast again is because he gets in that wreck during that first race against Gerard. Yep. Flying and, through the air. This is not good. And uh, he thinks he's on fire. Yep. So he strips down to his skivvies. <laughs> Even Cal has to run over to try to yeah. help put out the invisible fire. Yeah. Don't let the invisible fire burn my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good teammate. Yes, it is. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty fucked up. Um, the whole time, like Cal ends up becoming a, a, a driver as well, but Ricky will not allow him to win first place. No. Like he always has to be second, and Cal's just kind of had to accept that. So he got shit on this whole time. But honestly, I. I don't think if um, Dennett would have intervened, Cal would have ever like messed around with uh, Ricky's wife. Yeah, no, I don't think he would have either. He just he wouldn't have thought about that. But Dennett did put in the the bug, put the bug in, in his Carly's ear, yeah. ear mm. when she was like when he told her he's like Ricky's done. He's like you know who's going to be number one? Cal, not Junior. She's like what? now he's like oh yeah yeah so then he goes over to cal Naughton jr because ricky can't drive fast anymore and it shows him and he's like yeah getting used to the car and then the other cars whiz by and he's like what the hell was that the hell was that is that the other cars (laughs) he's like ah ah." (laughs) like how fast is he going (laughs) 26 miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) but then he goes and tells cal he goes yeah well i gotta go deal with looney tunes over here, and he's like, no, no, no. He's like, Ricky's fine. He's like, why don't you go? Why don't you go comfort Carly and calm her down? Yep, and that's what got the whole thing. It, it was like in a matter of a couple hours. Yeah, Cal's like moved in yeah. already. And it's funny because he's playing games with the boys and everything. They're playing Jenga. Yeah. yeah. And then he comes home. And he's like, what's going on here? And he's like, oh, hey. He's like, wow. Thanks for coming to visit. Yeah. <laughs> and visit. She's like, I, this is my house. Yeah. He's like, I've been gone for three hours. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I think one of my favorite scenes is when uh, Ricky's asleep on the couch at his mom's and the phone rings and it's Cal and he's talking. He's like, hello. And he's like, hey, man, how you doing? He's, he's like, you up? Yeah. No. <laughs> he's like, hey, I got to. He's like, I think your house is haunted, man. He's like, yeah, I just keep hearing all kinds of weird things. And so he's like, no, it's a new house, man. There's going to be some creaks and groans and yeah. everything. Man, why do you, I keep talking to you? <laughs> so like, don't you realize I hate you? He's like, oh, don't be like that, man. It's like, oh, I got a question. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> oh, man, you keep sucking me back in. Yeah. It's like, so if I'm listening to the stereo and I have the TV on, what remote turns the volume for the TV? Well, why do you want to listen to the stereo on the TV at the same time? I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I use that one too. Yes. Because <laughs> I like to party. <laughs> but I do like it because he was just like, God, he's like, man, you keep sucking me back in. He was like, oh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. He's like, okay, I'll call you tomorrow. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> but I like when he hangs up and then you hear that mysterious, like the echo. Yeah, it's like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> he just turns around real quick in shock. 
<laughs> so good, man. It is. It is. Oh, so good. Um, trying to think of one thing I I wanted to mention when we were talking about the initial dinner scene where right. uh where Ricky's doing the grace is the fact that Carly said, I've been slaving over the stove for you know a couple hours or whatever. Yeah. And it's like they got Domino's pizza, KFC. they got KFC, and they got Taco Bell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the always delicious Taco Bell. Yep. <laughs> I think it's time for second or third. Maybe even fourth dinner by this point. Right? <laughs> Taco Bell it is. I thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh after the whole fire thing, you know, Ricky's traumatized and that he he ends up in the hospital. You know, he yes. gets in a bad wreck even though he's not really physically injured much. Yeah, such uh, oh, such a great scene. Uh before the knife thing, the knife scene. Yes. You know, he's He's in the hospital and people come in to visit him and he's kind of just in a daze. Right. You know, but you still kind of catch a glimpse of like what people are coming to, to say to him and everything. And I like, well, I've, I like his wife. Cause she was like, Oh my God. She's like, he's dying. She's like, just unplug his machine and stuff. He's like, no, he's fine. He's, he's asleep. Actually fine. He's, he's just a, taking a nap right now. He's like, I've never heard him make that noise. <laughs> oh he's, God. He's, he's got more plugs in a circuit city, <laughs> but he's just yawning. Yeah. <laughs> You've never heard him yawn. <laughs> In the past 10 years, <laughs> the you're, hell have you been doing with your you're life? You're telling me that for 10 years. <laughs> I could have been yawning too. <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, the bloopers from that scene are pretty good too. Oh, yeah. I mean, just to see someone the size of Michael Clark Duncan, may you rest, sir, talking about how at night he dresses up as Donna Summers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man because he just starts singing last dance <laughs> yeah honestly tell you the truth i think and it wasn't in the bloopers but when cal Naughton jr goes and he was like he's like man remember that summer i think he went away or something like uh ricky bobby went away and he was like i got a call from playgirl magazine He's like, and I went and I did it. Like I, I did a spread. I did a spread for Playgirl magazine. And he was like, I mean, when when I say spread, I mean like literally, like I spread my buck cheeks. He's like, you may not have heard of it because I did it as under the name of my concho. He's like, yeah, I was completely nude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I spread my cheeks for Playgirl magazine. Yeah, and he was like, I want you to know that I spread my cheeks as my concho. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, eventually, like he comes to, like he he's awake in, uh, but he's convinced himself that he's paralyzed. Yeah, the waist so down he's that playing he basketball. Walk. He can't walk. Yeah, he finds a wheelchair in the hallway and he's playing like handicap basketball. And I like because Lucius and Cal Naughton Jr. They're like, oh well, you know, is there ever he, a chance that is he's there ever a walk chance? Again? <laughs> yeah, and he was like, oh, I thought someone told you. And he's like, oh yeah, no, he's totally fine. He just found that wheelchair in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> But it cuts to them, the three of them in the room. Yeah, he was like, his paralysis is totally psychosomatic. And he was like, so that mean... And then Cal's like, that mean he's able he to can, move things with his mind? No, he said he said he can set things on fire with his yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it means it's all in his head. He can actually walk. Yeah. He's like, well, because sometimes like when you fall, you get knocked in the head or whatever, you get powers. Yeah. He's like, you've read the comic books, right? <laughs> so stupid. But no, you got uh, you got Lucius and Cal and Ricky in the room. You know, Ricky's still in the wheelchair. Yeah, and it's time. I like, we've been meaning to talk to you about this. It's like it's you're not 
you're not paralyzed. You're fine. He's like, what? He's like, you're going to come in here with your perfectly working legs and <laughs> throw this on me like uh, like telling me that that, <laughs> that I can walk and everything? Like, this is serious. He's like, you know what? I hope that you you have sons, like glorious sons that are athletic and they become professional or whatever. They're athletes. And, uh, you know, I hope their legs get taken from them. (laughs) Don't you put that evil on us, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) Don't you put that on us. (laughs) Then he just grabs the knife and he was like, yeah. So he's to prove to them. I'm not paralyzed. Yeah. To prove to them that he's not going to be able to feel it. So he stabs himself in the leg. Don't put that knife in your leg, Bobby. Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he does it. And oh, my God. The look on Cal's face after he stabs yes. himself. Yeah. Like, he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's like, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I, I like Lucius, though, grabs another steak knife and he was like, all right, no, just put this knife in <laughs> to try and pry out the first knife. He's <laughs> like, you got to cut the meat around it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking. Just the thought of trying to pull a knife out of your leg using another knife. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just pull it out, man. I know. God bless it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the shit that Ricky goes through to regain his confidence, I mean, you got the initial scene where he has to drive around with the cougar yes. in the car. Then his dad plants a bag of Lucky Charms on the bottom of the car. But he tells him it's a it, kilo of cocaine. Yeah. And he's like, cops are coming. He was like, what are you going to do? And he's like, what are you saying? He was like, there is a kilo of Colombian Bam Bam under the car. Now, what are you going to do? Fear or prison? <laughs> but I like right before he finds out about the the fake <laughs> drugs underneath the car is uh, he's like sleeping on the porch. Yeah. And uh, his dad grabs a bucket of water and dumps it on him. Yeah. He's like, like what started racing? What started stock car racing? Stock car, yeah. He's like, what? And, and then, then he throws another bucket of water on him. Yeah, he's and like, he what was, started stock car racing? And he was like, bootleggers. He was like, yeah, they realized it was dangerous and they needed cars fast enough to outrun the feds. That's absolutely right. And then he throws the third bucket of water. Like, well, if I was right, why'd you throw a third bucket? Well, I filled up three. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he gets his confidence back and everything and, you know, eventually gets back into racing and... uh you know, does finally gets the chance to do the final race with Gerard yes. uh, to prove himself. Yep. And uh, I like how it ends because it doesn't end how you would expect it to. Right. You. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not a traditional ending. It's the entire track of race cars get yeah. demolished. All forty-seven of them, <laughs> except for two. Yeah, and they get out of their uh, Ricky and Gerard get out of their car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, at the very end, like they're on the last turn, and they wreck, and so they get out of the car, and I mean, they just start running. I mean, Ricky starts it. Yes, but Gerard just follows suit. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just running towards the finish line, <laughs> even though it doesn't count. No, no, yeah. it doesn't it's, count at all. It's illegal. <laughs> what well, yep. they say, it's illegal. It's not illegal against the law. It's against NASCAR law. It's against the law. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like uh, when they're announcing the winner and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we have to go back to the rules on this one. And they're like, yeah, well, since both la- the last two cars 
The you first know, two cars, they actually exited their vehicles. Yeah, they were like, disqualified. They were immediately disqualified. He was like, so the number three car was cool. is the winner. He's like, Cal Naughton Jr. <laughs> yeah, so Cal finally got to win the race. Yeah. And they're actually proud of him. But Girard accepted this as a, a loss. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> but the one thing that I, I did like, I mean, before their first race, Ricky... He's talking to Gerard, and Gerard, you know, gets in his face, as he does. It's just like his thing. And he says, if you kiss me right now, Ricky Bobby, I will leave and never return to America. Or whatever. whatever To NASCAR. Yeah, to NASCAR. Yeah. But uh, he's like, I will never, never, ever kiss you or whatever. (laughs) And it's funny because at the very end of the movie, he does kiss. Yes. (laughs) I think my favorite uh, for the initial uh, after Gerard broke his arm and then beat Ricky's track time and you just see Cal Naughton Jr. And he was like, well, I got a little something for you. Shake and bake. And then Will Ferrell or Ricky Bobby's like, that just happened. <laughs> it's like, is this a catchphrase or epilepsy? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Man, you could say that 10,000 times and it'll never get old. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> say it again. Shake it, bike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, it, uh, you know, eventually after all the shit goes down, you know, Cal stealing Carly yes. from, from Ricky and everything. And, uh, you know, he's trying to make amends. He and, is. And they have the, you know, the couple scenes where it's like, all right, well, we're getting ready to race again. Uh, I think it was before the last race where Ricky comes and talks to Cal and he actually apologizes. Yeah, it was the last race. Because he realizes that he'd just kind of taken him for granted. Yeah, sorry I was holding you back all those years. It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm a little confused by your tactics. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, keep acting tough. Until I figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's funny because that led to, like, during the race, Cal is still like fucked up in the head because of this. Yes. He's like, why would somebody who, you know, he was like, if you sleep with your best friend's wife, why why would he apologize to you? He's like, yeah, you're right. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Because it seems like he's talking about just that the entire race. Yeah. He's not paying attention to anything else that's going on. So he's just sitting there racing, and then Ricky Bobby goes to pass him, and he's just like, yeah, no, he's passing you. And he's like, he's passing me subconsciously? And he's like, no, literally, he's passing you. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I like what he says. He's like, yeah, man, it's got me all messed up. It's like got my head head in like a pretzel. I've got a pretzel in my head. (laughs) (laughs) But I like it because Dennett gets on the radio, and he was like, tell Cal Naughton Jr. to take out Ricky Bobby. And then the the crew chief is like, "Hey, I, I hate to add to your moral dilemma here." It's <laughs> like, "But you're gonna have to take out Ricky Bobby. Orders by Dennett, or you're fired." And he was like, "Oh, you can tell Mister Dennett." <laughs> I care something about a. He was like, "Yeah, it's time for to shake and bake." <laughs> and he was like, "I don't know what that means, and I really don't like to hear it like that." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing, Cal?" Oh, but man, the. Uh... The way that they try to motivate Ricky to win this last race oh, by pretending God. that Glenn died in a fire the night before. Yeah, Glenn, shut up. 
I like Lucius because he's like, he died in my arms. He was like, yeah. He was like, he was so scared, you know, because he's so tiny. (laughs) (laughs) You could feel his little heart fluttering and everything. (laughs) What? Glenn? (laughs) I see you. (laughs) Damn it, Glenn. We told you not till after the race. Did he cry? (laughs) (laughs) It's so sick, man. I know. (laughs) What is wrong with you? I'm sorry. We, We were just. You know, we're just trying to help Ricky yeah. get motivated to win the race and yeah. everything. You know, we're a team here. <laughs> <laughs> As if that negates <laughs> the the horrid nature of this. I know. I do like, because, I mean, just because the past couple of weeks has been an inside joke between me and you, where it's just the, from the Family Guy episode when it, when Meg's like, oh, come on, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Me. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> so it was like when they when they reveal the hood with the cougar on it. Yeah, because he basically lost all of his sponsors and everything. So, yeah, and uh, it just says me. And he was like, but what company is M.E.? <laughs> and then his new girl, his new, you know, lady friend. Well, yeah, because you got Susie, who's been, you know, part of the crew this whole time. Yeah, well, I think well, not, she was his assistant. Not like a pit crew, but yeah. And then she's, you know, does marketing for NASCAR and everything. Yeah. Uh, but she ends up meeting him at this bar, this little hole in the wall bar. And damn it, the name of that bar escapes me. Yeah, I can't it think of it. It was like the Ugly Wood Woodchuck or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like something, <laughs> something like that. Oh, something weird. Yeah, but man, she she looked really good in this scene. Oh god. Ever. She ends up like crawling on top of the table after trying yeah. to motivate him to get back into racing because he was. I couldn't even say he was on the fence because he wasn't. Like he wanted nothing to do with it. Oh man, what's happening right now? Are we about to get it on? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm rock hard. hard as a diamond in an ice storm. Yeah. <laughs> you look like that girl in that White Snake video. Yeah, she starts whipping her hair in his face. Yeah, just like that. What was her name? <laughs> Tawny Katane. Yeah, Tawny. You look like Tawny. <laughs> She's amazing. She really is. <laughs> All right, everybody. Look away. Yeah. Don't listen. We're going to be, be making some... some noises. Yeah. We're going to sound like animals. Rawr. Oh, my God. Such a good movie, man. It is. It is a great movie. I mean, it's pretty much anything that Will Ferrell has done has been memorable and quote worthy. Yes. And no, we're not going to change our podcast name to quote worthy because that's just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you have any idea how many other platforms we have to change? <laughs> we can all two of them. Yeah. There's X formerly known as Twitter. There's Instagram and that's it. That's it. All two of those we're going to have to update. Quote worthy. <laughs> Q-dub for short. <laughs> We are formerly the quotable podcast. <laughs> We're just going to shorten it to Q. Yeah. Well, from now on, <laughs> you know what? We're switching things up. From now on, I'm Morgan. And I'm, well, it, it's not important. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's Talladega Nights. But uh, the bloopers. Yes. I mean, they are definitely worth mentioning. <laughs> they are. <laughs> because you got. You know, I know we're typically uh, talking about racing and everything like that, and we like to have a good time and, and laugh and everything, but we need to talk to you about something serious. 
packs, packs of, of wild dogs, dogs terrorizing all the major cities. cities. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're not chewing big red gum. Then fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> but then they had the funeral home one. I can't remember the name of the funeral home. It's oh, like, me either. We'll make your their you'll <laughs> they'll make your their bodies look so good you'll want to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I can't remember. Well, I can't duplicate the because he speaks in like Mandarin or whatever. Like yeah, broom candy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's just I, I wanted to make sure we threw that in there. At least. Uh, and then there's like, at, after the credits, there is a brief little scene with his two boys and uh, Jane Lynch's character, Ricky's mom. And uh, you're just going to have to stick around to the end credits yep. to watch that part. Yep, that you are. But that's, uh, yeah, that's it, babies. We're done. Yep. This episode is a grizzap. <laughs> just in time for Christmas. <laughs> But uh, that's all I got. Yep, me too. Cool deal. Well, you know how we're going to end this shit. (laughs) Until next time. Quotable Quotable Podcast podcast out. Hey, what do you say we go and get kicked out of an Applebee's? You know, you just read my mind. (laughs) 